0: Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Brother Bob's back. What's happening? The Professor Carl is back. Cheerio! <laughs> there, that's it. Been <laughs> <We're> waiting <laughs> episodes for that. <laughs> Medium Mike's back. How y'all doing? And Coffee Mike. Hello, everyone. Who is going to read our Bible verse tonight? Did we get... <laughs> not it, Mike. Alpha Mike, that is. No, 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 no. I'm I'm Swedish. What? Uh, uh, well, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't see what it was. Psalm thirty-seven, seven. Just, just sorry, to
1: Carl's gonna have to do something. Just a minute. side note: I could have very easily read it, but I like watching it struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so it open right Carl through. actually has, has a oh bookmark. Gosh.
2: I'm impressed.
1: I know I need to bring
3: my Bible. My phone's freaking out over here. I'm sorry, Psalm what? Thirty-seven,
0: <laughs> seven. But you've been in that what, what's translation you would love to read it. Well, not.
4: Really, but sorry, folks, he's fumbling through his Bible to try to find it. There it is. <laughs> Just like I, I want
1: everybody listening to know this is going to be a really impactful
4: metaphor. You're going to make a
1: connection here in a second. Go. ahead. <laughs> oh, great. All right. So Psalm 37, 7 from
3: the ESV version, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices.
5: <laughs> All right. I see.
3: Touche.
0: <laughs>
5: Touche.
0: And the topic this week is waiting on God's time.
5: Mm.
0: How easy is that?
4: It's How hard not is
0: it is! <laughs> yeah, that's
4: the problem. It's not right. easy. It's, like, it's yeah. not easy. You know, no, it's like, yeah, it
3: over. yeah, all exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. Thanks. Bye-bye. For me, for me, I
4: always, I always try to put my cart ahead of the horse. Percent, uh-huh. Because I get impatient. I'm not. A, God, God's been trying to teach me patience, but He still hasn't chiseled it all the way in my head yet. I got a big old blockhead. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I.
0: With me? Like, the RV's already packed. I'm at the gas station. It was just a hint of what we were going to do. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there was no destination. It's just neuroduring. Like, like, yep, I'm ready to go. Let's go. go.
4: Throw the bags in. Yeah. It just, uh, I don't know, sometimes it just, you know, he does it for a reason. Because he wants to, for one thing, he wants to teach patience. For another thing, he wants you to be in tune with him. And that's you know, and when we're trying to hurry him, we can't we can't fine tune him in, you know, because we've always got we've always got ourselves speaking out into our own head and covering his voice up, mm-hmm. you know, because he does it with that small still voice. Well, I'm pretty loud when I talk, so it's it's real loud in my head. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Never noticed that, have you guys? <laughs> Never. One of these Never
4: days, I'm start speaking out in my ears. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, and I feel I think I agree with you, Bob. I think that sometimes when we're more impatient is when he makes us wait even longer. Yeah, because he wants to. We want to get the. Well, you turn left here. Okay, I'm on it. I'm going then, and then nowhere, 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 nowhere. And he's like, Well, it's hold on. I'll give you all the instructions.
4: All right, we want the we want to get to the destination before we do the journey.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, we want. We want got to be yeah. a GPS that yeah, as soon exactly. as we hit start, that it just continues and continues mm-hmm. and continues. And that's not how he does it because otherwise we wouldn't get the destination. Yeah, we could get to the destination, but we
4: wouldn't get it's kind of like the destination. It's kind of like when you're a kid and you, and your mom and dad says, Oh, Hey, let's go, let's go to the, uh, let's go to the amusement park. How excited do you get? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. kids get real excited when you tell them something like that. Oh. And then they're just, all on it, all on it, all on it. And they're like, when are we going to be there? When are we going to be there? You know, how much longer? Are we, are we there show? now? Are we there now? That's the way we are with God, you know? Oh, yeah. Because when he He gives us something to do and he shows us what we're going to do, we get real excited and then, okay, God, let me run ahead of you and do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work. Yeah. Because when we, when we try to run ahead of him and do his work for him, for one thing, we're learning down to our level. And that should never happen. Right. Yep. We should never try to be equal with God because we are not. Never. He should always be way above us and we should be way down here. But undoubtedly, we always try to get ahead of him and we always try to, you know, we're like, oh, we can take care of that for you, God. But he doesn't need us to take care of it. He chooses to let us do it for him. Mm-hmm. He can do it no matter what, whether we're doing it or whoever's doing it or if he just makes it happen. Right. But, you know, as, as believers and as one of his children, when you have that relationship with him, it's just like, uh, you know, when you have a relationship with a best friend or your wife or whatever, you know, you're like, okay, let's do this together and try to do it at the same time, equal amount of everything going on. Well, that's what God does. He tries to, he tries to want to, he wants us to walk beside him, not in front of him. Beside him, that's that's how that's how that's how he loves us so much. That's why he loves us so much, because he wants us to be in that relationship with him. When we're doing stuff for him, he wants to be beside us, not behind us.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's like that old cartoon, right? Like with the big bulldog. Yeah, and the, and the and little one. It's like where are we going, Spike? What are we doing, Spike? Spike? Spike, 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 Spike. Yeah, what are we yeah, doing? Yep. Right? And that's like if you get excited. <clears throat> into what God you think God wants you to do, or even like you're excited for the things that you're, that you're doing currently doing for God. then it's like, what are we doing? God, God, can we do some more? God, Hey God, Hey God, can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? And it's just like, just calm down. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we will. Yeah. Well, and I think, but it's like you said, Mike, like you've got a experience some things mm-hmm. along the way. Cause if we can just teleport from one spot to the other, who knows, or driving to the amusement park, that's two hours away. Right. Mm-hmm. That conversation that happens
5: yeah.
0: in that car had maybe more impact than the screaming Eagle did that day or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause sometimes rushing to
3: that destination can ruin the whole trip.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, going through it and trying to rush it, you could, you could maybe even f- sometimes you can feel God's presence in it and feel this is where he's wanting to, to do. And then you rush it and it destroys the whole thing. He already figured, you say it all the time, Ronnie, he already figured in our stupid, yeah. but we continue to push the envelope to where mm-hmm. we could ruin what well, could end up being a great calling by just trying to rush it and not wait on the full instructions of what he wants to
1: do. Yeah. Right. And, and miss the point too. I love Ronnie that you mentioned like the conversations on the drive there. Cause I think a lot of times we're, we're so focused on doing things for God that we ne- neglect our relationship with God. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that leads to, that leads to destruction.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, Absolutely. It's like take broken records for an example, right? Like, we were out doing things that we thought we wanted to do or what he wanted us to do. And then in some aspects, we were. Mm-hmm. right. And in other aspects, we were putting the cart in front of the horse. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like, hey, let's slow it down a little bit. Let's go back to basics and use the resources we got. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it's great to have goals and to dream big, right? Dream big, but like, be realistic about it too, and not be slow and patient, which I'm neither of those things. So, uh, it's better to teach it than to.
4: Well, you know, (laughs) (laughs) he's that that do as I say guy, not as I do.
1: Well, and I wouldn't even say be realistic when it comes to God, because He's shown us that right. it, it can be very worldly, unrealistic. Yes, yeah. it's, it's making sure you're aligned with what He wants. You know, yes, I, mean, yes. I, I know that's what you meant, but I think we need to clarify that because yes, because you know, don't the, don't limit don't limit His capabilities, don't limit what He can do, but at the same time, don't try to force your will on Him.
4: Right.
5: Right.
3: So, Mike, Mike. Beta. Mike.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> how'd that, how that feel
3: interesting <laughs>
2: well for me waiting on God I, 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 when I pray I pray a lot all the time actually but sometimes I wonder I know he hears my prayers I have to learn to wait on his timing, his will but I think a lot of young Christians You know, they read that passage in the Bible, ask and you shall receive. They think it's going to come in like an Amazon order. Mm -hmm. Okay, That's not the way it works. For me, it's waiting on his timing, being content to where I'm at, where he's got me right now, and trying to understand that and being faithful in my prayer and praise of the most high. So waiting on God for me is difficult. I'm sure it is for a lot of people. But every now and then, I get to see a glimpse of him moving. Mm-hmm. And everything's great again until the next problem comes along. And I'm praying about it. Maybe it's not moving the way I want it to move. And I think that's the key with most things. It's what I want. It's not what I want. It's what God wants when he wants it how he wants it, because we have to remember his plan has got a billion working pieces, and my piece may not come around yet. Ronnie's piece may may be up next. And then Bob after him and Carl or Mike. Beta Mike over there. (laughs) But uh, we have to wait for the pieces to fall into place. And and I'm like, Bob, I'm not very patient. And I want to take the hammer to the pieces and start putting them together.
0: Right,
2: We can't do that. And it's disrespectful to even try to God my yes. in my opinion
5: yes and <clears throat>
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up to where you said that uh <clears throat> asking you shall receive uh you know that's that's all a heart conditioning right there right if uh if your heart's in the right spot if your heart's in the right place and it's all in how you ask God for that you know if you're asking him. To fix it, like he's a genie in a bottle, he's not going to answer it. No, he'll no. never answer. It.
2: That's why I brought that up. So, yeah. so many new believers, right, young Christians, but, they read that and they think, yeah, okay. So I give uh, tithes and I'll get ten times that back.
4: Yeah, that that's not right. No, because you you can't. Don't get wrong, you can't outgive God. That. Right. You got to give it all with the right intentions. You got it. It all comes down to a heart condition. Like we've always said, it all comes back down to a heart issue. I think mean, that's a great point, Bob. I, and, you know that. Well, when you said that, I, I just wanted to clarify that your heart's got to be in the right spot. Yes. You, you know, because he says, if you pray to move a mountain and you have faith that that mountain will move, it's going to move. It's going to move. It's going to move. It absolutely is going to move. We, we've seen it. Yes. Not, not an actual mountain moving, but we've seen the oil not run out. Yeah, we've seen the impossible. We've seen the impossible. I mean, we all experienced it. I've experienced some stuff like uh, my son's shoulder when when they pulled it out of socket. We laid hands on him, prayed, and I felt the shoulder move back into the socket. I mean that it was phenomenal. <clears throat> I've I've had other stuff happen uh, like the credit card that had twelve hundred dollars on it. We bought all them school supplies. And I told her, I told my wife, I'm like, well, let's just go finish that card up. Let's call and see how much money's on there. She probably spent a thousand bucks, at least 800 to a thousand. We called, 1200 bucks still on that card. Didn't none of that come off of that card. So, I mean, you know, it's all in your heart condition. It's all in how you pray. It's all in how you believe. It's all in how you have faith in God. If you got faith in God and your total faith and absolute faith in God, he's going to perform what you need. He's going to give you what you need, not perform. I'm sorry, that was the wrong thing. He's not a performer. He's our king. He's our Lord. He's our creator. He never performs for us. He provides for us. Yes. So, yeah, it it all comes down to that heart condition. And he will move, and he will do it in his time. He'll do it when there's nobody around that can take credit for it because that's how of an awesome God he is. I mean, you know, a lot of people will try to take credit for what God does. Well, no. (laughs) He needs all the credit. It's all him. That's why I try to give him all the credit for everything. I absolutely deserve none of it. None of that credit come, should come to any of us. It all should be him. Like what happened over the weekend, as far as down at Clark, you know, then people's then people's minds was in the right mindset and, and was and was accepting what we had to offer that God had given us to do it. And I'm going to tell you, the Holy spirit was in that place this week. Oh yeah. You could feel it. You could feel it. It was just phenomenal. Yeah. It felt like that. Look, even though there was only 20 people there, that church was just as vibrant as the day it was had 180 in it. You could just tell. I mean that then people were so uplifted. The spirit was there and he was moving. So, I mean, it just, you know, it, it's all in how you and you tune into God. If you're tuned into God and you have that relationship with him, you're going to see him work. Yeah. You're going to see him move. It's like, um, what I was saying in
0: John 20, right? Mm-hmm. You're either John who you see it and you believe or you don't see it. And you're like Thomas and you question. Yeah. So which one, which one is that? Right. And me, Nine times out of ten, I'm Thomas, right? I whether I, whether I want to be like John, and I want to have that undoubting, unwavering faith. There's that Thomas in me always. That's like
2: ah. a little side note. I think that's where the term "doubting Thomas" came from.
4: It is. Well, it is. Yeah, it is. Or you could be like Martha, when she got to the tomb, yeah, looked in, there was no body. So you know she started weeping, and there, you know you had an angel that was sitting at the head of the mm-hmm. on the head of the place where Jesus was. You had one sitting on the foot, and then the angel says, "Woman, why are you weeping?" And she, so did and he said, say, "Woman"? No, it was a very easy one. <laughs> okay. So it was a woman. But, but when she walked back out of the tomb, who was there? Jesus. Jesus was there, but she didn't know him. She thought he was, she thought he was a groundskeeper. Yeah. She, thought and he she was asked him, she's like, what have they done with my savior or yeah, my, my, my teacher's my body? Teacher, my, yes. My, my teacher's my teacher. body. They've taken my, teacher. They've taken my teacher's body. And she, she, he's like, woman, which so, so why <laughs> are you weeping? And when she heard that, she knew who he was yeah. by his voice.
1: And yes. that's that's powerful in and of itself. That's but it powerful in itself. It was voice, the voice that exactly. Made a it yeah. wasn't.
4: The, it wasn't the actual seeing him. It was hearing his voice, and that's where the power comes in for God. When we hear His voice, we know that He's there for us. Yeah.
0: So, like, total sidebar, real fast, right? Since you brought it up, but she thought he he was the gardener, the groundskeeper, really? which in reality. He is. He is. Yeah. He absolutely right? is. right. Just mm-hmm. not that specific one that she was talking exactly. about. Right. Exactly. Not in that context. Right. But
4: he is. He is. Yeah. You're right. So you are correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
0: I Mike, like you were gonna say something. Oh, I just think uh, you know we're we're
3: talking about patience and if we're patient or not patient, and I don't I don't know if I've ever come across a true believer that's on fire for Jesus that's patient because it's so you get so enamored by how you're, how, how God makes you feel and the things that you feel like he's doing in your life that you just want to go, go. And you want to, for lack of a better term, recruit, pull everybody in that, you know, because you want them to feel what you're feeling. Charge hell. Oh, give, them,
4: give them all water pistols and charge
5: hell with Oh, us. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. As Ronnie would say. Yeah. Yeah. And just load them server. up. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, and, and to, to the point of, I think that a lot of that changes us, even if we are normally a patient person, because it's just, you, you feel like, I know I do, In my life, man, if this could have been 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. where would, where would my walk be, you know? And, and so I know it's all in his timing, but the human side of me still is, is the consummate, man, I wasted so many years I wasted so much time. I wasted, you know, and, and kind of like before our discussion, we had a, a discussion about something and Carl was like, man, was this me? Yeah. And it's that same thing. It's that, man, for me, it's, where would my kids be if they had the same godly father that my youngest has? Mm-hmm. You know, and that weighs heavy on my heart. And I, and I had to let go of that. And I, the only way to do that obviously is to give it to God. But I think it's one of those things to where it's you, when you're truly enamored with God and your relationship with him and following and, and, walking, trying to walk beside him, um, that you're, you're still, you're, you're just wanting everybody to feel that Mm -hmm. you're wanting everybody to be on board, whether in, in, in any aspect that you can, you can do it, whether it's gathering the people around you, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's whatever it is that you just want to share it and share it and share it. And how quick can we get this out? And what are we, you know, Hey, do we need to start another one? we need to do, two, you know, to, Hey, what about if we do it this way? Hey, what if we get mm-hmm. this group of people in? Yeah. What if we do this? What if we go and reach out and you, you know what I mean? It's so it's, it's a constant battle because
4: it's excitement's what it absolutely. is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're really excited because but, it's such a feeling, you know, when you said, man, if this could only happen 20 years ago, yeah, if it would have happened 20 years ago, chances are, you might not be where you're at right now. Absolutely. I mean, you, yeah. you may have, you may, you know, it may, you may have hurried yourself and you slid back and mm-hmm. slid away. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, but once saved, always saved, but you would be missing out on the rewards and the crowns and all the treasures in heaven. Right. You know? Absolutely. But, and now as far as where, where would my kids be? If, if I would have, if they would have had the same dad that Brett's got now, or yeah. your youngest, I'm sorry. No, no. We're going to time stamp it, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry,
0: I'm okay. going to tell you, Mike. That's
4: right. You're teaching your adult children to love God now. Yeah. You might not have done it when they was younger. Yeah. You know, but, you know, maybe that was God's plan. Maybe now that when they was younger, maybe they not was, wasn't going to be as acceptable to God as they will now as adult children. See what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. And now you are teaching, you're teaching your adult children and their husbands and their wives to follow God and be godly people. See, so yeah. and so I, I think you are right where God wants you. He took you at the time he needed to take you. To mm-hmm. make sure that your walk was correct. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to think about that because God God doesn't mess up. Right. Absolutely. And when, he, when he times something out, it's perfect. Yeah. I don't care. Me, he done the same thing from, with me. You know, he let me walk that walk. He let me go that straight. He let me stray off. But when the timing was right, he pulled me in. Mm-hmm. He had to shake me up pretty hard, but he pulled me in. So now, if, if this would have happened when I was a kid, I may not be sitting at this podcast. I may not be in this group doing what I'm supposed to be doing for God. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a. I know
0: you have something, Carl, but no, oh, you're getting me. Uh, <laughs> I might forget this, but sticking a fork in it. I <laughs> no, that. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. Um, you and I might have had that conversation where. I've said that multiple times, Mm -hmm. right? Like 20 years ago, 10 years ago, I would have changed. Like it still eats at me a little bit until the other day I had a conversation with someone and they are like, the tools in the toolbox were there, but would you have known how to use them? Right.
4: Or just looked at them.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like now.
3: i have been constantly looking for that 13-millimeter socket.
4: Yeah. see, That's
0: why I got a guy. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. That's why we all got a guy. Yeah. But that, uh, that resonated, right? Like, yeah. yes, I wish it did happen 10 years ago because this would have happened or that would have happened. But those tools in the toolbox would have just sat there. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, they might have scared you enough that you're like, oh, I'm not touching them tools yeah. in the toolbox," and just walked away from them forever, too. Yeah,
0: yep. Right, like let's just close the drawer because yeah. I don't know it what been I don't know
4: what those tools are right. for. I don't know how right. to use them. They would have been so overwhelming. You're like, ah, okay, I'm done with that. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm gonna go find something. No, don't get me wrong.
0: It's sometimes it's still the thorn, mm-hmm. right? Oh that, yeah, that I go back to or that isn't quite healed. Uh But I also try to use that as motivation going forward too. Right. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and that, and that's a him thing. Mm -hmm. Like we all heard stories. We all have our own stories about one day you didn't believe and the next day you believed. And, and this was quickly taken away yeah right like for some people it was cussing for some people it was how they ate for some people it was the people that they hung around with you know whatever but for whatever reason this little thing just kept staying around and it's like it's the god humbling part yeah
1: right i don't know why he motioned toward me about the eating part because he hasn't corrected my eating habits
0: (laughs) Well, of course, not mine.
4: Yeah. I'm mean, right. I, I mean, so glad i not nice. ever see you eat anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, uh, exactly. Have you got a meeting any habit?
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Sort of a not-eating habit, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel
4: like
3: we need to get him on double rations. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay. I
1: was a double rat. Yeah, I was still double rat. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> like, Carl's going to go from the professor to the Ethiopian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was a little
0: Maybe he's <laughs> a little bird. Because yeah. he eats and, eats and eats and eats, and he doesn't look like me. Yeah. yeah. At the end. Wrong. I've never seen
4: him eat
5: meat. Meat. Well, no, I eat
0: quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I eat more than I should. High
4: Are you metabol- really? Yeah. High huh.
1: metabolism. Must, be, Must yeah. be nice. Can I have some
5: of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure
4: It's gonna
1: shut off at some point. And <laughs> gonna, <laughs> brother, we going to figure out a way try. to bottle that up. You ain't kidding. <laughs> <so,
2: yeah. laughs> you about thirty-five or forty? It it goes away completely.
1: I'm thirty-seven. And it's still. Still tracking right along, buddy. You mean
4: thirty-five or (laughs) forty? Eighteen, mine went away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: All right, Carl, get us back on track. I knew you had something, and then I cut you off. So. Uh, I
1: have a couple of things. The first thing I wanted to say, I wanted to comment to what you mentioned, Mike, about, you know, we're, we get enthusiastic, so when we're on fire, we don't have patience, we want to add more things. And I just wanted to say, I mean, you're absolutely right, because I've been guilty of that, too, but it leads you to do things that you shouldn't be doing that are actually counterintuitive to sharing the gospel. Like you mentioned, like, let's add more people, let's do this and that. And then inevitably, you're so enthusiastic about lifting people up that you end up putting people that need to be discipled into positions of discipling others. And that's a mistake, you know, and it's a mistake that sometimes you have to learn the hard way. And, um, it's, it's better if you can learn from others mm-hmm. and, and not make that, make that mistake on your own. And that's why waiting on him is so important. Waiting on his timing for things. Yes. As far as the topic, like what was really on my heart coming in is like aligned with everything you guys have been saying, which is so cool. It's awesome how often that happens. But I think when it comes to waiting on him, I think it's important to discern a couple of things. First thing I think is important to discern, is it him having you wait or are you refusing to move? Because sometimes I think we're not moving forward and we, we convince ourselves we're in a waiting period when he's trying to get us to move forward on something. I think of the people of Israel in the book of Joshua when they're entering the Promised Land,
5: mm-hmm.
1: And we all think of the the Red Sea crossing with a miraculous dividing. But sometimes we forget that when they crossed the Jordan 40 years later, there's a miraculous dividing of the sea there, too. The difference was when they were at the Red Sea, they just waited and he parted the sea. Then they moved across. But when they came to the Jordan, they had to step into the water and trust that he was going to divide the sea before he divided it. So they had to step into the water to receive the miracle. Yeah. Right. They wouldn't have gotten to the promised land if they had just sat down and waited because the water wasn't going to move until they trusted and, and stepped out first. So that was he the leap of be, faith. It was the leap of faith. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think sometimes that's what we're at. You know, he's saying, step forward and trust, Mm -hmm. trust that I'm going to move when you move for me. And we don't, we just wait because we're waiting for him to do something when he's told us what he wants us to do. So I think that's really important when it is him causing us to wait though. I think we need to discern why, because sometimes it's a timing issue. Like we've talked about, you know, he's balancing a million, billion different, different, different things. Mm -hmm. And, and timing is very important. And we want to do something because we're so self-focused that it's all about what I want to do, when I want to do it. And we don't take into account all the other factors that he's moving into place that we have no vision of. Right. So we need to wait until the timing is just right for it before he has us do something. Like that's one of the reasons he can have us wait. I think another reason he has us wait, though, is refinement. I think that's probably the most frequent reason he has this wait is, is he's refining something out of us uh, to timestamp this. We just came away from Resurrection Sunday yesterday at time of recording Thank two you. days ago at time of upload. Is that good enough, Ronnie? Yeah, that's good. Maybe, maybe put a date. It's 2023. <laughs> it's April. Keep going. Oh, that's go, fine. Hey, am I good now? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> I think we missed something when, when we don't... Um, you know, we celebrate it as a holiday that we call Easter and we treat it like a separate thing. Like it's, it's, it's a separate holiday from what he's established in scripture. And I think when we dissect it away from what Jesus actually did, we miss some important uh, imagery there. So in, we all know that he was our Passover, right? We all know that he was, he was literally slain on the day of mm-hmm. the biblical Passover. And then three days later on Sunday, they find the tomb empty. Well, biblically in Leviticus 23, when you look at the holy days, uh, Passover was actually the beginning of a week-long festival. So Passover is the first day, and that starts a week-long period called the Week of Unleavened Bread. Right. Every Passover period, the the Sunday immediately following Passover is called Firstfruits, which would have been the day that he rose from the dead. So the day that they find the tomb empty was the biblical high holy day called Firstfruits. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. the way you remembered first fruits is that it was part of the barley harvest. So before you could partake of the harvest for yourself, you had to bring the first fruits of the harvest to the temple and offer it to God. So you had to take the first and the best of what you harvested and give it to him in trust. That's what Jesus is for us. He's the first fruits. First Absolutely. Corinthians chapter 15, he's the first fruits of those that believe. But I think it's a it's it's a metaphor of what he expects from us too. If we're going to be truly followers of Christ, if we're truly seeking to be in alignment with the Father's will, we have to be willing to give him the first, the best, and all of ourselves, everything, the first, the best, and everything. And when there's something in our heart that we're not giving over to him, when we're not giving him our best, when, when we're not giving him our everything, he's going to put us in the waiting room until we do. And it's really important, I think, to prayerfully seek him out. If you feel like you are in that waiting room, why? Why are you there? Is it because you're just waiting for timing or is it because there's something in your heart that's not clean that you need to hand over to him to let go, to clean out? It's really important to understand the why of it. And I can't answer that for any individual. I can only seek that for myself and you can only seek that for yourself. That's why it's so important to seek him out for yourself. Don't live somebody else's relationship with God. You have to walk out your own relationship with him and seek him and inquire of him, throw out fleeces and figure out what it is he wants to do in your life and hear his voice. Get yourself in that quiet place, like you mentioned, Bob, and be willing to listen to his voice and obey it when he speaks. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not, if you don't have that heart, you're not useful to him. And he's not going to use you in the ways that you want him to use you if you're not handing yourself over to him in the way that he
0: requires. Does anybody want to follow that up?
2: I'll pass, thanks.
0: (laughs) I will. Ditto. <laughs> I think I'm glad you brought that up it's like because we have both sides of the record right like it, it's important to see both sides it's the timing part but also the refining part the our timing versus his timing like it's the whole thing and the multiple pieces in work. Right? That's a part that we hardly ever see. Especially when we want to go 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 and do do do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do do do. Got that? <laughs> do do do. <laughs> At least I didn't say fur.
4: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> You'll be here all week.
0: <laughs> um but yeah, like that's just think about A lot of different aspects in your life, but also scripture, a lot of different moving parts had to be in play at the same exact time, same exact place for one domino to fall to the other domino, to the other domino, whole nine yards. Right. Just like how we all got here. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, but unfortunately, Ronnie, that's not how we live our lives in the world. And I know we're not of the world. We have to live in it. But that's ingrained to everybody. I mean, go, 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 get it done, get it done, get it done. I'm guilty of that terribly. And I think that plays a part in waiting on God. We have to get away from that worldly thought of, I can have it yesterday. It's important to get away from that. And more importantly, is what I want to get yesterday really in line with what God wants me to have today.
4: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We have
1: to unlearn the ways of the world. I mentioned that Jordan crossing earlier and, you know, what preceded that was 40 years in the desert where God had to spend all that time to remove. I mean, it was easy to get them out of Egypt. Yeah. Right. Like all they had to do was eat some lamb and put some blood on the doorpost and they got passed over and they just follow where he told them to go. But then they have to go through this 40 year period where he has to get the Egypt out of them. And that's a lot more difficult to get the world out of their heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's often where he has us in that period where, you know, we have to unlearn a lot.
4: They wouldn't have had to went through that 40 years if they would have just trusted. Yeah. And believed. And like I said, didn't have all that Egypt in.
2: You know, I'm always amazed. How much of the Old Testament is still in us today, the way we behave sometimes, the way we think. It's, it's amazing. We're, sometimes I almost think I must have been an Israelite because I'm an idiot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you, I, you I, saying I, that Israelites are idiots?
2: No, the way they behaved. <laughs> I, I mean, they had God amongst them in their camp, a pillar of smoke through the day and fire at night that is the ultimate of all ultimates right there, but yet they weren't happy with God's uh, timing. But yeah. that,
4: that goes back to that goes back to, the original to the, sin. Well, it goes back to the original sin, but that also goes back to the widow with Elisha. I mean, they, right. got, they got complacent, mm-hmm. and they got used to having all that. They got used to having all that manna come down. Yeah. You know, they got used to uh, their clothes didn't wear out, well, their shoes didn't wear out. They didn't ever get sick. But well, they sure grumbled and complained, just like us today. We grumble and complain when we think when we think things aren't going our way. Or we're
2: getting shorted, or, getting shorted. Shorted.
4: or the yes. whole book of Judges for that exactly. yeah. Right. yeah,
0: like, oh no, no, we'll follow you. It's fine. We believe in you, and then you get complacent and stupid, and then you cry out again because you messed up. That's,
4: yeah. And you then, know. oh, no, 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 we'll follow
0: you this time. Swear. Mm-hmm.
2: Pinky swear. Sort of like Charlie Brown and Lucy the football. Yeah. Like, I
4: heard a guy I heard a, yeah, guy well, a sermon over the weekend. And he says, you know, God, God will give you that chance. And then you're like, okay. But then he'll give you another chance. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. He's going to give me another chance.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, it, it just God gives you. How many chances is God going to give you? That's the thing. You know, and and I I think about that a lot, you know. God will give you a chance after chance after chance. But how long is he actually going to do that? Is he going to do it forever? No. You know how long he's going to do it? He gives 120 years. That's what he said. Man will only live no more than 120 years. Most of the people, he doesn't even give that. Some people doesn't even get 50 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why you should think about that stuff, because if you don't accept him while you're living, you cannot do it after you see the full glory. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it it always comes back to the heart and it comes down to do do you have the potential to have a heart that's willing to follow after him? Exactly, And some people don't. Yeah, and the Exactly. Yet, I can't remember which prophet says we talked about the, the getting the Egypt out of the people, you know? Yeah. They had, they had the most high in their midst. He was performing <laughs> wonders in their midst, but he says to the prophets that they were carrying their false gods in their heart the entire yes. time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they were yep. in love with their false gods. They were receiving the blessings from the most high, but they were still in love with their false gods. They were, they were committing spiritual adultery and we do that too.
4: Exactly. And that's exactly why they did not get the promised land. Mm hmm. Because he had to get the love of them false gods out of them people. And the only way he could do it was through the second generation. Because the first generation was just, Mm -hmm. they was already doomed. I mean, you know, even though he still loved them and he took them out of Egypt, but they just would not let go of them false gods.
1: Yeah. And and honestly, that concerns me Mm -hmm. with a lot of people today, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in the Western world, because if, if you feel materially blessed, It's very unlikely that even if you're living directly opposed to the word of God, that you will ever even acknowledge that there might be a problem. Because, well, I've got all this stuff. He's Mm -hmm. given me things. Everything must be fine. That's not biblically true. It's not. He gave the people in, in the desert everything they needed. Like you mentioned, they had manna, they had food, they had water, they had shoes that didn't wear out. Everything they needed, he provided for them materially. But their hearts were far from him. Yes. But they wouldn't acknowledge there was a problem. And they didn't have, well... They didn't have a willingness to care that there was a problem. I think that was the issue. They didn't care.
2: I think our opening scripture sums that up pretty well.
1: One, yes,
4: mm-hmm. it does.
2: Once he found it, that is.
4: Yeah. Once he found it, it was right there. But yeah, exactly. Because you know, you did it on purpose, purpose. didn't you? Yeah. What's the, that? That form. scripture. That scripture ends up ends up not wanting what the wicked want, mm-hmm. pretty much. And that's what it is. I mean, if if. Don't what don't want what the world's got to offer because it's not Last what you need. Yeah, right. We that's, just want a God that gives us things. We don't want a God that exactly, actually expects something. Exactly. From us. You know, people that's got a lot, and they're say they say, "Well, I'm I'm blessed by God." Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. I don't know. It's it's not for me to judge. But you know, you can tell by the way they live is whether they're really blessed by God or. If they just went after it in the world and got it.
2: <laughs> that's something else that kind of kind of worries me. How many young believers, young Christians new in the faith look around and they hear that message? Well, so and so's doing great. They've got a big house, a car, and whatever. <laughs> uh, if, if God loved me, He would do that for me too. I mean, that message is out there.
3: Well, yeah. Look at what about the ones that. The, they're being preached to by people that are like that.
2: That's what I'm talking about. You know, right?
3: I mean, that
4: must be nice. Yeah. Yeah the, 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 the yeah. the prosperity stuff don't work. No, right. and that's a big, not, that's, that's a not big, where it's at. That's, that's, a, a big, that's the biggest lie going. Yeah. And that, and that's the biggest lie that the devil can come up with to drag people away. Mm-hmm.
2: But I've been in more than one church that that's what they're preaching is prosperity. Yep. And you know. Give a little, get a lot. Whatever, whatever the message may be of the day, right? And if they don't get anything by giving, how I many them walk away?
1: Like we have talked about before, we're so money obsessed. Like the sometimes some some believers, the only miracles they believe in are ones that involve money.
4: Yeah, no, oh, yeah. You know,
1: if he's if he's expanding your checking account, oh yeah, the Most High's moving. He's such a yeah. miracle working God. But if you show him something that doesn't involve money, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's real. Right, and then
4: and, and, and then when they lose all that money, they're like, oh man, why'd you do that to me, God? You know the the ones they're blaming for it. the ones that
3: worry me are that when, when it's brought up in a sermon money then it offends them yeah not that not to say like you can't have money but they you want to talk about giving you want to talk about what biblically it is to give mm-hmm. you know and everything and then they get offended they get offended by you know, and it's, it's a heart I issue. It back to a heart issue. issue. It's, it's, you know?
2: it is. it's probably because that money is the idol in their heart.
4: You're, that's their false god. Oh, I know
2: because yeah. I was there one time in my life.
4: Yeah, me too, brother.
2: And that's, boy, I did everything I to, to make that, that money.
4: money. No
2: matter what it took, it took my health. It took everything from me. Yeah.
5: So, that. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: So yeah, and it, we've got to get to that point where our heart is aligned with God. And I work on that every day because I know I'm 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 out in left field on some things. I'm sure of it but he's working to bring me back to center field and to to where I need to be.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can, I don't know. I I guess I've warred with that for a long time because that was, that was part of my, that was part of my issue was I was, I wanted as much as I could get as quick as I could get it. And I wanted it now and I didn't care how I got it. Right. You know, on the outside, sure. I was a nice guy. I was, you know, I was sweet to people. But, oh, listen to him. I'm going to, to him. I'm gonna
2: have to go with Ronnie's laugh on this one.
4: <laughs> I could smooth some people. I'm, telling uh, you. That I'm sure. Oh, that I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you know, but, you know, now I used to use that shop for my game. Now I try to use that shop for his game. I, I could care less about the money. of it. it doesn't matter to me. He still blesses me every day. I mean, he gives me, he gives me, eat, he gives me food to eat. He gives me clothes on my back. You know, he gives me a place to work. I tell people this, if he was to take that shot from me tomorrow and close them doors and take everything I had, I would be fine with that because I know, That he loves me enough and I trust in him enough that he's going to open up another door and it's going to be bigger and better. So, I mean, that's just something that's of the world. Mm -hmm. That shop is of this world. I I just got to live in it. I don't got to live of it. Not anymore. He tells me I don't have
1: to. Well, and that comes back to what I mentioned earlier about the the imagery of giving him your first and your best. That's everything. That's your heart.
5: That's yes. your mind,
1: that's mm-hmm. your hands, that's your voice, that's your stuff. It's everything, everything he expects the first and the best from you. And if you're not willing to give that,
4: get ready to be sifted and shaking. Yeah. Cause he'll sift you and shake you. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, you know, they're, I don't tell this much, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell it. When I first got saved and, uh, when we took over this, when we started this other shop after me and my partner had split up and and done that thing, whatever, whatever you want to call it, but you know he, he showed me he showed me how to do some of the tax stuff his way. You notice I said his way. Mm-hmm. And when I when I went to this other shop, I invoked that same way of doing that. And probably I don't know. Well, in two thousand, what was it? Two thousand eight? Was it eight? No, it was two thousand eleven. I'm sorry, two thousand eleven. I had a sales tax audit, and of course, I, you know, I'd, I'd already changed the way I was doing it. But for the first few years, I did not. And when it all was said and done. Um, God, there's always repercussions for the stuff you do. And this is a fact because when it was all said and done, after they went through all the audit and everything and went back, I owed the state of Missouri $84,000. So I had to go revamp the loan on my shop, which I already had a loan on it. So, I could only borrow enough against it to put it back up to where I borrowed to the first time, which was only a, a portion of of the thing, and the rest of it, and the rest of it, they took like seventeen hundred dollars a month out of my credit card account because they going to get their money
5: because
4: mm-hmm. you pay Caesar what Caesars do, <laughs> seriously. So it it took me, you know, it took me. It took me about three, four years to get that paid off with paying it that way. But God blessed me through that whole thing. I, I firmly believe that because, you know, God knew what I needed. He sifted me. He showed me my wrong. I knew what I'd done wrong. And you know how I got audited? I forgot to charge a company for a 50 cent valve stem on sales tax. That's how I got audited. But you know what? I praise him for it every day because now I know he loves me because he helped me. He showed me my wrong. He corrected me of my wrong. But yet he loved me enough to help me through that wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I'm good with it. Like I said, if he takes that shop tomorrow, I'm good with it. Yeah. Cause I know he's going to open up a bigger and better door. Because after, after we started doing things right and after I started absolutely giving him my first fruits and obeying him, I mean, he's blessed me ever since. So, I mean, but like I said, he can have it all tomorrow if he wants it. I don't care. It's his anyway. It's not mine. It's all his. So, you know, there's, there's always, there's always consequences for your actions you make. (coughs) Whether you've, whether you've actually, uh, asked forgiveness on them or not, but there's still that ripple. They gotta, they gotta ripple out
2: has become quite apparent to me Bob
4: yeah well
0: let's pull the needle off the record Mike you want to go first mm, sure not um, sure like okay yeah. I, uh, maybe perhaps
3: uh, no I think I think that this I think this has been a wonderful episode first of all I think that the teaching to the biblical, um, biblical side of it, of course, is immeasurable on how to do things right in your life and how to follow God's path. I think that the human side and the stories and the, and the things of showing how he can redeem you in your life is priceless. Um, and I think that the overall knowledge of knowing that no matter what, he's not going to leave my side, no matter how dumb I get or how impatient I get is still overwhelming to me because knowing the frustration I feel when people don't do the things I feel like they should, Mm -hmm. you know, and knowing that my creator sees that in so many billions of people (laughs) (laughs) is, uh, yeah, it's just a proof, proof in the pudding of you know, why I'm not anything related like God. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Um, but I think that for me, a th- final thought would just be that you have to trust in his timing in all that you do, no matter how difficult that is and no matter how hard that is. Because I know there's people that are going through things in their life right now that... Um, that I'm not, mm. you know, worried worried about jobs, worried about money, worried about their marriages, worried about their, you know, their kids, um, uh, and things like that. That it, you you need, you feel like you need this answer right now, and you need to fix it right now. But you have to rely on God, or it's not going to get fixed correctly.
0: Copy,
2: Mike. Well, I echo a lot of what Mike said. Um, <clears throat> I believe that was a phone, but I'm not sure.
0: That was Bob,
1: Bob. Oh, Bob's phone. Oh,
2: okay. But uh,
1: <laughs> it's not. It's not bubble gum. It's
4: phones.
2: <laughs> hard candy, wasn't it? Was there for you, Carl. Yeah, I
4: had gum. I thought it was hard candy. Hey, I gotta make you edit, Sam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but really, you know, at least for me. Learning to wait on God to put the puzzle pieces together is so hard. But in that time, I'm still going to praise him. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to continue to pray and listen for his voice. And that's really what's important. I mean, yeah, like Mike said, we want answers now. We wanted them yesterday. That's not That's not how it works. It took me a long while to get to that point. And every now and then, more now than then, I'd like to admit to, <laughs> I'm still there.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, things get tough. You know, uh, never stop being in awe of everything he does because he, he makes everything work out. I'll I'll tell you a quick story on how he works something out for me. I'll leave the names out and change the dates and protect those. You're in not the same a daytime. time stamper. Uh, sure. I he was going
4: up.
0: with a Dragnet reference. Oh, yeah. Thank you,
2: Johnny. I didn't think anyone else got it. But uh, fast. I owed, I owed some money to, this, to, to uh, the federal government, like you did, Bob. And I haven't had the money to pay it for over a year. It was about $1,100. And uh, about a year ago, I changed my withholdings for some reason. I had them changed. Because I got this bill and I said, well, maybe I'll just change them. I, I, I didn't, no idea why that popped into my head. And I started somebody's wife did my taxes. And now am I getting enough back to pay that debt off? I'm going to have enough to actually pump out my subject tank. I mean, that's really what I'm going to do with the, with the excess. Because it's 400 bucks and I need it done. Right. But to the average person out there. Like Carl was saying, unless you're affected by money, it's not a miracle. But as I sat back and looked at it and thought, of all the moving pieces that had to take place for me to get to this spot so that this thing would be taken care of, that I prayed about, that's not coincidence. That doesn't happen.
0: It's my blowing. Right. I'm
2: in awe of it. I mean, just like the floral change. Open your eyes. I guess is where I'm leaving this. Open your eyes to the miracles that are around you every single day and how God is moving amongst us and through us. Just open up. you got nothing to lose and everything to gain.
3: Amen.
2: That's my final thought, Ronnie.
3: I just got to say the, the crap he'll get us through, huh?
2: <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, I get the pun, too. Yeah, There's a lot of that, too. Yeah.
4: Bob? Oh, <laughs> I think I'm going to be, I'm going to flip this a little bit here. Uh, You know, we've been talking about the quiet place, right? Well, there's people that's always in the busy place. Yeah. You know, to the people that are in the busy place, they need that quiet place. Because Jesus even says, let's go to a quiet place so we can be by ourselves and just rest sometimes you just need rest in that quiet place you know carl said that sometimes you're in a quiet place and you may be either resisting god or hindering him to move you or not trusting him to move you which that can happen yes but sometimes you need to be in that quiet place just to get some rest so you know if if your life's too busy or if uh, you think things are going away, go to that quiet place. Allow God to speak to you in that quiet place. That's where it's at. Because when you're in that still place, you've actually got time to listen. You've got time to talk to him. You've got time to have that relationship with him. And that's a good place to be. So that's where I'm at with it.
1: I just want to say I don't like how your eyes bored directly into my soul when you said that. <laughs> I thought you
4: was looking at me, <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. I like sitting across from you because I can stare. <laughs> you, you stare at me all the time <laughs> when you are talking, all the time. Do you do that? Because I do that to you, baby. I want to go next,
0: and I'll let you. you have to wait, <laughs> so that way you can press out at, when you are done. Okay. Um, I want to get. Like both mics were saying, medium and coffee, or
4: alpha and beta. Alpha and beta. beta You guys can figure that one out. Maybe it's alpha and beta.
2: I'd like to get Carl back and help him forget that. That's another story.
1: (laughs) It was worth it.
0: Like both of you said that I want to do all the things all the time, and I don't know when to stop sometimes until one of you tell me, Hey, slow down a little bit, pump the brakes a little bit, or sometimes it's, Hey, time to hit the gas pedal. Right. But I also want to get to that place where I pray for rain and vigorously pray for rain and have that strong enough faith that that umbrella is with me, too, when I do it. Yeah. <laughs> and not just pray. And uh, I won't have to go out in it, so I'll just flip on the, the wipers. Right? In and out. Like, pray for it. And carry the umbrella, too. That's what I got.
1: I'm going to start us off with a Gunsmoke reference, because after last week I feel obligated. <laughs> are you trying to... What are you uh, doing, Bob? I'm not
4: going to let you look <laughs> into my eyes, because <laughs> you're going to pay me back. <laughs> look into my eyes, <laughs> eyes. no. <Nope. laughs>
1: Watched an episode, and Kitty said, if it weren't for the law, we'd all be doing all kinds of things and feeling mighty smug about it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right, that again. Yeah. And again, yeah. Yeah, that's really yeah. good fact, i think real, we
2: need to get you out more carl yeah, yeah no <laughs> i like my gun stuff
1: well i know what i'm getting you for your birthday <laughs> yeah. here's my real final thought on how it applies we were called to do his will his way that's the universal call that's what we were called to do his will his way applying his word to our life and living that out when we get impatient Like you mentioned, Mike, I think too often we, it's, it's so easy to slide into trying to do his will our way. And when we slide into that error, it's inevitable that it'll turn into our will, our way every time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where many of us are at it as a faith, as a whole, and individually, I think many of us have slid into the trap of trying to do our will our own way. And when we do that, we turn ourselves into an idol in our own heart. And we have got to grind that out, that idol to powder. We've, we've got to give him our everything and, and understand what our place is to him. He doesn't exist to serve us. It's the other way around. Absolutely. We exist to serve him. That's what we were created for. And too often we treat him like he's at our beck and call and he is not. He's not. He created us to serve him and we have got to get that mindset back and take those idols out. I'm okay. going to close with... What he said to Ezekiel, I'm not going to add any commentary because it'd be inappropriate. This is the most high talking, and I think he speaks pretty plainly for himself. And before I read this, I want to remind those of you listening that this is the same most high you serve today. When you flip the page over to Matthew, he doesn't just suddenly become a different God with a different character and a different mindset. This is the same God speaking. And in Ezekiel chapter 14, starting in verse 2, he says this. The word of Yahweh came to me, Ezekiel, saying... Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts, and have put right before their faces the stumbling block of their iniquity. Should I be consulted by them at all? Therefore, speak to them and tell them Thus says the Lord Yahweh: Any man of the house of Israel who sets up his idols in his heart, puts right before his face the stumbling block of his iniquity, and then comes to the prophet, I, Yahweh, will be brought to give him an answer in the matter in view of the multitude of his idols in order to lay hold of the hearts of the house of Israel who are estranged from me through all their idols. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord Yahweh, repent and turn away from your idols and turn your faces away from all your abominations. That's all I got.
2: Maybe next time you can bring something out about Festus.
1: I did last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you did. Festus was last week. Mm -hmm.
2: I guess I don't remember. Sorry.
1: Next week will be Matt Dillon. I'm going to go on a rotation.
4: <laughs> You're bringing out the big guns next yeah. time.
1: <laughs> I'm going to have to go on a, like a, a viewing spree to find a good one. That's it. I'm breaking up Andy Griffith.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Lucy. Sorry. Uh,
1: just
4: Gilligan's Island. Yeah. We're good to go. Yeah. <laughs>
1: fair enough. Right. I'm probably going to pray a dangerous prayer. You guys ready?
4: Yes. 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 No. now yes.
1: uh, Bow your head. Take your head off and get ready anyway. Too late.
4: <laughs> I knew you were going to pay me back. <laughs>
1: Most gracious Heavenly Father, first and foremost, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for everything that you do, for who you are, for allowing us to serve you. Yes, Lord. Just being at your feet and being in your presence is the greatest gift we could ever have. Yes. And I pray that you would just plant it in our heart to desire your presence more and more every day, to not treat you like you exist to serve us, to not treat you like you're just there to shower us with blessings, but to have a proper understanding that we are your children created for your glory, to magnify your great name, to serve your purposes and never our own. And we thank you for allowing us to do that. And I pray that everyone listening would just have a, have a heart to serve you. I pray that this, we would enter enter a period of time when you would just draw the hearts of men and women back to yourself to seek you and to serve you in the way that you call us to. For so long, we have tried to do things our own way and painted up as if we're doing your will, and we're not, we're not. And I just pray that you would teach us to do better. And I thank you so much for your patience and that, for your mercy and for your kindness and for your love. And I pray that you would sift us I pray that you would shake us and I pray that you would remove the idols from our heart. All the things within us that keep us far from you, that keep us separated from you, that keep us from your perfect goodwill in our life, that keep us from serving you and living the life we were intended to live, that you created us to live, sift that out of us. And I pray that in your mercy, something worth keeping would remain, that you would create us, that you would that you would create a clean heart within us and cause us to follow after you and walk in your ways for your glory. Give you all the praise and give you all the thanks. And I just pray that we seek to magnify your great name in
0: everything that we do. Mm-hmm. It's in the name of Jesus we pray.
1: Amen.
5: Amen.
0: And until next time, we'll catch you on the flip
5: side. Welcome back to Minsteries. <laughs>